Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to It's the Little Things podcast. I'm super excited today because I have my Aunt April, who I have talked about on the podcast plenty of times. Also, if you hear any background noise, that's my puppy, Blue, um, in our new little apartment, but he's being a little rotten right now. But anyways, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And I hope you guys liked last week's episode because that was really fun with my coworker, Kate. And I hope you guys checked out her website because she is super sweet and deserves all the love. And um, but today I'm super excited to have my Aunt April, like I said, on here. And in April, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and your testimony? Sure. Well, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous to be on your podcast because it's kind of cool, legit. Um, but I am, um, goodness, a, a mama and a bonus mama and a wife. And I grew up in Arkansas and back in Arkansas. I moved to Texas for just a little while through high school and college and then moved back here actually once your brother was born and I wanted to be close to that boy. Um, Anyway, so I um, became a Christian when I was young. My parents always took us to church. We were very active and um, that was just kind of a big deal and always a very important part of our life. So it wasn't anything that was um, a non-negotiable, I guess. We always went (laughs) And um, so I became a Christian when I was young at Vacation Bible School. So Vacation Bible School is pretty close to my heart because I feel like that's just really such a great way for kids to learn about Jesus just on such a level that's unique to, to them and their learning. Um, but I would probably say even as I became an adult, as I grew into it, I mean, I was just having this conversation with my little guy tonight, just that I think God just continues to draw us closer to him and we continue to fall more in love with him as we get older. And I think we continue to learn just the magnitude of what he did on the cross. And so I think it's just that whole sanctification piece that is hard and um, beautiful all at the same time, but became a Christian as a, um, an early age. And then um, really just kind of, did all the things, um, you know, to continue to walk with him and serve with things that I felt like I was feeling called to serve in. And that's kind of, kind of where I had kind of tried to live my life, just kind of centered on his word. Yeah. I, um, I think the sanctification part of Christianity is something that I know I've struggled with before. And you know, I was telling dad this other day that I was reading first Samuel and I was talking about how there's this persona put out about who God is and the character of God all throughout social media now. And to me, that's not the God that I remember when I was growing up. And I was like, you know, when I was younger, there was almost not a fear as in, oh man, I'm scared. He's going to strike me down, but a fear as in like a respect aspect. And I think that that honestly has been completely lost and disregarded. And it's all, you know, almost treating God like he owes us something and that he is supposed to just, he does love us regardless. But I do think that there is an aspect of where we kind of just walk all over him because we know he's going to love us regardless. But it's kind of crazy how, you know, it's the same concept as your parents, like you respect them and you know that they're going to love you regardless, but that doesn't mean that you get to walk all over them. But I think Mm. that was kind of crazy to me um, 
just reading that and then reading first Samuel where um, Samuel was like a, about to die and he was talking to the Israelites and they had begged and begged for a king. And he was like, fine, I'll give you a king. God said you guys can have a king, but he wants me to tell you why I don't think you should have one. And he told them and he said, you know, God is going to love you regardless. He's proud that you're his creation, but y'all can't just keep doing what y'all are doing. He has continuously proved that he is faithful to you, but y'all are faithless constantly. And I thought that was crazy, but that's kind of what made me think of when you were talking about sanctification. But I love the, I love the concept of getting involved because I think it's so easy to become complacent um, as Christians and not getting involved, but that's exactly what we're called to do is, you know, when I was back in Kentucky and, um, pastor Daniel was talking and he said, get involved, even if it's not at this church, even if you decide this isn't the church for you, go find a church and get plugged in because that's how you're going to keep yourself accountable. That's how you're going to grow. And that's, you know, complacency so easy to get into. And so, I kind of, I love how involved you are in not only um, church, but in everybody's life and how you are continuously spreading his word on, you know, social media and everything. But anyway, sorry, I got on a tangent for a second there. <laughs> well, it's funny because I think we're more like Christ when we're serving because he served, you know, he, he helped those that were walking alongside him. And then even those that didn't make sense for him to stop and serve, he served. Um, and he gave them things that only he could give them. And only if he had stopped and listened to, to the needs around him. And I think sometimes we get so um, caught up in the things that we want that we don't pause to just go, well, who might need me today? You know, and whose life could I help today? And I think that was the thing. And we um, had parents that instilled that, like we watched our parents serve. They were, they were youth um, workers from the moments we were little, we were always involved with kids at our church. And I think that's the thing we watched them serve. And so I think it's, it was mimicked for us and it was lived out for us that that's, that's what you do is you would love like Jesus and you would serve like him. And and sometimes it's not the fun things like it's behind the scenes and it's, you know, doing the yucky things, but that's what he did. Um, and so I think just serving um, and getting involved, like you said, is just kind of just another way to draw closer to him. Cause I feel like I'm not, when I'm at my church and I'm doing something that's serving, I feel like I'm, I am just closer to him because I feel like in some small small token you can give back right because I mean what he did for us is so, so huge that we could never return that and um just being able to love others like he would is something that you know it's it's not easy to do but um serving them is a way that we can love him one story in the bible that brings that to mind is when he washed the feet of okay remind me if I'm wrong because I I totally don't know the Bible stories like I know I should, but I'm getting there. But um, I think it was when he went to Mary's house, right? And she went to wash his feet and he said, no, let me wash yours. Or was it somebody else? I could totally be wrong. Um, well, there may be a story with that too, but I know he did. He washed his disciples feet, you know, the last supper before he went, mm -hmm. um, you know, to, 
to go die on the cross for them. And he may have, um, you know, I don't know all the stories of the Bible myself. So he may have one that's in, in there that you know about, but yeah, he served. And he, I mean, and back in that day, I mean, they walked around, I mean, in sandals, like their feet were always nasty. So like to wash somebody's feet. Yes. Can you imagine doing that today? It's just gross. Sick. It's sick. It's so gross to think about. (laughs) I was talking to somebody the other day about how much, like I genuinely, this is going to sound weird, feet don't really bother me that much except for my own. Like I'm embarrassed of my own. So I would rather so like me wash somebody else's feet than somebody wash mine. Not that that's happening anytime soon, but um, I thought that was, I, that reminded me of that story a lot because I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I've never really pictured it like that, how serving would make you feel closer to Christ, but that make does make a lot of sense because I mean, just like when you go to like church camp and stuff, it's all the same concept, you know, when you're in there and you're striving and you're, you know, in the word and praying and you're around others who are also in the word. Like when I went to passion, I had never, ever felt anything like that in my life. And it was so crazy because, you know, there's a lot of negative comments about passion right now. And there's just a lot of things floating around the internet. And I think that's going to be the case with anything, honestly. Um, But I was talking to dad about it the other day and I was like, it really is unsettling to me whenever I went to this and then there's people making comments about it. And I was like, I don't really know how to feel because to me, I went in with a pure heart wanting to grow closer to Christ. And dad's like, yeah, I mean, you had a pure heart. There could have been people who went in with not pure hearts and not pure intentions. And that's not you. And that's not anything you could have changed. And and you did, you grew closer to Christ and you got out of that, what you were supposed to get out of that. And it made me feel a lot better, but I definitely think that in life, like if once you stop serving and stop doing the things that Christ did, that's the furthest you get away from that. And a lot of times for me, not serving is, um, to me, when something happens and I'm given an opportunity to serve. I almost feel a slight embarrassment if I go out of my way because I'm like, oh, what's somebody going to think? Oh, what are they going to do? But after I do it, I always feel so much better. And, um, but it is crazy to me to think that, you know, he did all these things. So why are we so hesitant to do them ourselves? Yeah. What's well, uncomfortable sometimes? I mean, even just, you know, thinking of, um, you know, people that are on the side of the road sometimes that are there begging for money and, and, maybe their hearts are pure and they really do need help, but we're also uncomfortable to, to stop and give them something. Um, and I feel like kind of like you, if you're ever prompted to go serve, you serve. And if you're prompted to give to that person, you give. And, um, knowing that if they are truly in need, you've done what God has prompted you to do. Right. And, but we're uncomfortable because we're selfish and we don't want to do the things that I don't know, other people would say, oh, don't do that. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's just common. I mean, it's, you're normal to, to feel like, oh, what would someone think? Well, I mean, I think we are, you talked about it on one of your episodes, I don't remember who it was, but the audience of one and our audience is, is Christ. And so you, you serve for him and him alone. And so if somebody is watching and they're not sure if you're sincere, 
well, you, you still serve with your sincere heart and God will do the rest and take it where he needs to. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good way of looking at it. It's not, you're not doing it necessarily because it's in your benefit. You're doing it because it's what we're called to do. And um, I think that that's a good way of looking at that and, you know, throw embarrassment or shame to the side and, or however you feel, because it's not really about us, but anyways, I got totally on a tangent about all that stuff, but I do have another question for you. Um, So I started this new thing in season two for anybody that's new, it's called mustard seed moments. And if you haven't sent one in, go ahead and send one in so you can be featured on the Instagram. Um, but the mustard seed moment is kind of like a little, a little seedling in your faith, just like how God talks about, um, mustard seed faith and having the faith, the size of a mustard seed. So, um, and April actually was the one that came up with that name. So this is pretty cool because she's the one that came up with mustard seed moments because I hit a wall thinking about a name. And so, um, I'm super excited, but what is your mustard seed moment in April? You asked some really good questions. And so I've thought about that one because I, um, you know, I think there's been different times in my life that I could look at and know that that was building my faith. And I think the one big one for me um, was a heartbreak that I went through and just um, a divorce and a broken marriage. And I think I saw it as um, a failure. And and into the world, it, it probably is, you know, the failure thing. But to me, it became more of like the faith that I needed. Um, and it sounds kind of weird, but to walk through something so devastating and heartbreaking, um, you're at your weakest, right? And you're in this valley. And that's just how I always felt during that time and it was a dark season it was very hard um and there were lots of valleys but I think you grow in the valley um because if you know the rocks you know on the mountaintop there's not typically going to be grass and things growing up there right Uh, during the rocks but when you're in the valley that's where you see the growth the grass and the growth and I felt like that was probably the most um beneficial if I can say that looking back now like I obviously if I hadn't gone through that I wouldn't have what I have today and so I I would never want that for anybody but it it was definitely something that I could look at now and go it was a moment for me to grow in my faith um to to lean on the Lord um I didn't always lean on him even though I believed in him and he was you know who I longed to um you know, love and and live for, um, I think I didn't really lean on him. And so like getting to walk through that um, and seeing him work in my life through that um, and grow me and to get to that mountaintop to know that, okay, um, my faith is stronger because of this. I think it's truly a, a moment in my life that I can look back and be grateful for um because he it's made me who I am um and the way I love the way I forgive the way I hopefully you know talk to people and treat people 
um, because that was not just not a fun stage for me for sure but just that mountaintop once I got to the mountaintop it just be, being able to look back on that faith experience was um, by far probably um, just one of the biggest tests of my faith for sure. I um, I think I've come to learn that the mustard seed moments are never moments that you're going to look back on and be like wow what a blast. <laughs> I was looking back on mine to do the mustard seed moment the first post and um, I was sitting there and I was like, I have a lot, but I can, and it's like instantly I'm like, you know, this is probably the biggest one. And the thing is, is to me, it's not necessarily what was the worst time of your life. It's to me, it's like, what was the time of your life where you felt a complete, just 180 in, in your faith and that you could see exponential growth and not just like, yep, this stinks, and I'm just going to get through it. You actually leaned on God and let him pull you through it. So I think that's, I think one of the hardest things is, um, you know, I really hadn't, other than dad, I really had never really talked to an actual adult who has gone through divorce, because obviously we've, um, as kids, we were kids of divorce, And of course that has a horrible toll on children, but I definitely think that it has an effect on adults that we kind of tend to look past. And I pray that, you know, I never have to go through anything like that. And I pray that nobody does that's listening to this or anything, because I know it's horrible. Um, But it's so crazy how you can take one horrible relationship and turn it into something completely different. And it goes for all relationships, not just divorces, but you know, if you're going through a breakup or anything, um, how much one person can completely change your outlook on like love, because I definitely don't think it's just relationships, um, to, or like romantic relationships to me, my, person that changed it and I mean I love Adam to death but I never really had a horrible relationship to be like oh you know he changed me for the better but um growing up obviously you know our mother in that whole situation and so then kind of feeling this whole you know I don't need a mom type thing and then obviously having you which you were always you and Nana were always my mother figures growing up and then Kathleen who is now my bonus mom came into the picture and it was had this hard rock covering that because I was like I don't need I don't need anybody because I have my dad I have who I need and then growing up and finding out that there is somebody that can love you like that is so encouraging because that's how God is because you continuously lean on anybody else but who you should actually be leaning on and then once you realize it's such a pure and unconditional love it makes you rethink all the people that you've ever like relied on because the story I keep going back to is the Israelites because they constantly just kicked God in the face and it was like, we don't need you. And then, and then they'd be like, Hey, we need you again. And, um, and then he continuously just brought them through. So I thought it was, that is the most pure love that you can find that and unconditional because even with parents, as you know, you know, some parents have that unconditional love. And unfortunately, some parents just don't have it in them. And so it's one of those things that's hard to wrap your head around when you have a parent that doesn't have that unconditional love. 
for you. And so for me, that was always something I struggled with. Like, there's no way that somebody can love me unconditionally, even though obviously I have a bunch of family that did that one person always had a bigger effect on you than you think. And, um, than any of the good, which is a stinky way to think about it, I guess. But I just thought it was kind of crazy to think that like, eventually you have to put your trust issues aside and just be like, he does love unconditionally although for me it's hard to wrap my head around just the fact of that he's not like physically here with me because it's so hard to think about how you know one day he was with people like Jesus was on this earth talking to people and washing their feet for goodness sake and then now I'm like okay well I wish he was here with me so I could talk to him because that'd be real nice (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I thought, I just think it's, it's just crazy to think about how it's so just, it's weird to wrap your head around how much love one person can actually have. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause I know, I mean, just thinking like that, like when Tyler was born and then Sky, I was like, how are we going to love this other kid? Like, (laughs) <laughs> I can have enough love for these kids and sure enough you have enough love to go around so definitely when you love somebody you love them it's yep. just love yeah I think that's so crazy okay so our next question which because I keep going on tangents with the other ones talking about stuff that's not even like related to your answer but the next <laughs> question is who is someone or what is something that has helped you on your walk with Christ? And the reason I say something is because, you know, obviously someone is such an easy thing to go to, but for me, something can be, you know, a saying or something that I read, but anyways, that's another tangent that I could go on later, but anyways. Well, it, it's kind of, it kind of goes back to the whole serving thing for me. Um, because when I was a kid, we, we would have, we called it Sunday school when I grew up. And so our Sunday, my Sunday school teachers, and then we also had like, it was called junior church. And every Sunday when the parents were in their, you know, big church is what we called it. We would get to go into um, junior church and they would do a lesson more on our level, more relatable to what we were walking through in that moment and in that season, but still make it like fun. And church wasn't just this kind of boring, sit here, read, things and be bored they really made Christ come alive and so uh, the fact that these leaders were consistent and and volunteered every Sunday um you know it was their leadership and their dedication um and I you know even though it was during vacation bible school those those people that were there on Sunday morning with me every week were the ones that were pouring into me right that when it was time and God was drawing me to him, um, then I came to know him, but they were pivotal in, in my walk, like just that consistency of having that Sunday school teacher and that junior church leader be there every week that I looked forward to talking to them. We could go a little bit deeper into Sunday school in the lesson. And, and so I think, <clears throat> I think that's why it's just so important um, as as you know, you're drawn into the Lord and your walk with Him, that you're able to give back because those are those are huge people. And I pray for the people in Landry's life, um, you know, that they, as they're walking with Him, that He is seeing them each week and growing in the knowledge of the Lord. And so, 
those are the people. I mean, my parents obviously took me to church and, you know, mimicked it at home, but um, life group and Sunday school teachers and those kind of people who poured into us weekly who didn't have to, um, who volunteered and who gave up their Sunday mornings for, you know, investing in kids was foundational for my faith, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it totally goes back to how you talked about serving earlier, because not only does it bring you closer to Christ, but obviously it has a huge effect on others. For sure. And it's, it's really nice um, when you do want to serve and somebody will go serve with you. And um, I love when I want to serve and my friends will come and do it with me because I'm like, not only am I feeling closer to Christ, but as a group, I feel like we're unstoppable. And we, it's just, it's, it is super cool. And um, serving has such a huge impact on literally everybody um, because you're not only serving Christ, but you're serving other people as well, which is what we're called to do, which is such a cool concept and um, needs to be done more honestly. And not only, I mean, that's something I want to start doing too, but I think there's just so many different ways to serve and churches make it so easy to get involved and they're basically begging people to get involved in the church. So I think it's super cool that they make so many opportunities for us. It kind of just is something that you just Honestly, the first few times, just got to force yourself to do it. And then I feel like after a little while, it'll just become habit. Well, I think our pain has a purpose. And so as you have that pain in your life, I mean, you specifically, I mean, you've walked through some things Um, as a young girl, you've already walked through some heartache and some things. And so that pain will have a purpose as you invest in some other young girl's life as you share your heart on this podcast, you're going to reach people for the Lord um, because of that pain. And so I think we allow our pain to have the purpose that God intended for us to be able to use it for um, and invest into the the next generation for sure. That's why I I really wanted to start Mustard Seed Moments because obviously not everybody can get on here and share their story. But I think there should always be an opportunity and there is always an opportunity for you to share your story. And, you know, I definitely think it's taken me a long time to get to talk about stuff without crying. Uh, But now I'm able, oh my goodness, now I'm able to get up and share. And I think it's so important because there are so many people that have things that they're going through and they don't have the courage to share them. And when you share something, they're going to be willing to. But I think as Christians, we are called to basically lay it all out on the table, be an open book and just be vulnerable because that's how people, that's how people are going to come to Christ. I genuinely believe that that is how people with heartache are going to find Christ because they need shelter and they need something to go, go to. And this is the answer. And the only way to show that is by being vulnerable just acting like you're okay all the time is not the answer because that's not realistic Christianity because it's not going to be okay all the time. And for me, that's what's been hard because I'm like, I literally can't relate to anybody on social media because you only see the good. And that's what's hard about social media is it like everybody says, it's just the highlight reels. 
But for me, that's what's hard is because I can't relate. And I'm like, how am I supposed to see you and see this like perfect Christian? And I'm like, I can't be remotely close to that. So that's another reason why I want to start this be like, hey, here's the deal. I don't have nearly enough verses memorized. I don't know all the stories of the Bible. I'm not a, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. I can't get up here and tell y'all how to live your lives. But if I talk about my stuff and I talk about how I struggle and I talk to other people who are just, they're just people, we're all just people. And we're here to share our stories because God specifically gave us individual stories so that we could share. If he didn't want us to share them, we would have all the same story. And I think we have such individual lives and such unique lives that we are meant and put on this earth to share our story. And so anyways, I just think it's super important. Like you said, it's so important to share and so important to be vulnerable all the time. I think for sure. For sure. I think I was I'm reading this book, um, divine direction. Um, but you just said something that made me think about this and it, and one of the quotes in here just said, one of the quickest ways to forget about God is to be consumed with self. We are called not to celebrate, promote, or advance ourselves, but to, not, to deny ourselves. And I think that social media can be such a great tool, but it can also be something that hinders some people because we do. We look like things are all okay and you don't put everything out there for people to see the bad right but um I I think we do have to deny ourselves sometimes and be vulnerable and and cross that street to that neighbor um who's hurting that might need just you know to to have a smile um or be encouraged COVID's been hard and lonely and discouraging on so many levels and I think people just need us to deny what makes us uncomfortable and do the things. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And I think, you know, the other day in church, they were talking about um, learning just the big picture about the Bible and not just individual stories. But I think one thing he said um, was that Satan is consistently trying to just do whatever he can to take our attention away from God. And that we tend to think it's just everything else. Um, But a lot of times it's attention that he brings to us. He will turn our attention to ourselves instead of turning it to God. And I think that is such a, that's, that reminds me of what you said, because it's a hundred percent true. Like self-love is important, but if you love yourself more than you love God, then that's when it becomes an issue because we're so focused on, you know, get yourself right and do all this. The way you're going to get yourself right is if you focus on God, because if you're focused too much on yourself, you're going to find a lot of issues that you can't fix. Only God can fix. Only God can help because a lot of things are just out of our control. And the only way to put it out of our control is to put it into God's hands. And um, so I thought that was kind of cool that you said that, but Well, okay, so there's a new thing I want to do because I did it on my mustard seed moment. So I thought I'd ask you, and I'm totally springing it on you. Okay. But I wanted to ask, what is your little thing? And I put that in quotes because it sounds kind of funny. But um, your little thing is like something that you've learned to appreciate in the past couple weeks. Like 
for me, I appreciated my free, uh, my free time because it's very few and it comes in little spurts, but I've learned to appreciate it. Or, you know, I also have learned to appreciate the sunsets because he specifically paints them for us to see. Um, but do you have one that comes to mind? In the, in the last couple of weeks or just, just, you know, recently, anything that, that you've <sighs> just kind of learned that, you know, you just feel that God's trying to tell you something with these little things. I think I feel like I'm an, a pretty intentional person or that I care about people. Um, but I think in the last several weeks, the word intentional has been really probably more heavy on my heart. Like truly be intentional, truly be in the moment. Um, because life is short. Um, lost a lot of people last year um, to, to just various sicknesses and death. And, and um, I think that's the biggest thing is like, be present when you're where you are, be all there, right? And just enjoy the conversations. Um, put the phone down and have that coffee date with somebody. And so I think that's for me, life is just present, precious, and we have to be present. Um, and we have to understand that we're not promised tomorrow. And so the 1440 minutes we have in one day is all we get. That's, that's it. And so I'm just, I've been just trying to be more conscious of how I spend my 1440. Yeah, I love that. Well, we're kind of running low on time, so I've got to wrap okay. it up really quick, but thank you so much for being on and thank you so much for everybody that has been listening and I totally appreciate it guys. And I love you guys and my little family on here and, um, just be the reason someone smiles today and be the light for the Lord. Um, go ahead and go read Matthew five sixteen for the, to be a light and, um, give God the glory while you're being a light. But anyways, Thank you guys for watching and thank you guys for listening. And I really appreciate it. And go show Ann April some love on the gram. And Ann April, do you have a final words to say? I'm just super proud of you. And I just hope that the Lord will just be glorified in all that is said and done in your life. Well, I love you. All <laughs> right, everybody. All right, guys. Thank you for watching. Bye. <laughs>